Om Mangalam Guru Devaya Devi Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindavius Mangalam Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishna Joy Ma. So after a long break again, last week we 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 had we just sat in the middle of the room and just chit chatted. It was because it was, it was a little different situation, but <coughs> hopefully we can get kind of a get a few a few uh, classes in before uh, our switch. Uh, Sami Chetan Sami Ambikananda is by now. He must be in Calcutta. Probably what time is it? Well, he's up. <laughs> he may be a Dakshin. right now, as we speak, he's probably a Dakshinishwar right now, for for Mangalarati, and most likely, if he's if he could, if he's not exhausted, he probably went to Mangalarati, and then, then tomorrow, I think, or today, our today, his his today, our tomorrow, he goes to Ujjain, which is very very nice. Ujjain and Omkareshwara mountain, a a island shaped like an om in the middle of the Narmada. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty good, exquisite place. Uh, Ujjain is, yeah. Ujjain is, and I think Ujjain has a kumamela this year. Uh, later in, in as in the summer, it's a really hot kumamela. It's one of the more unco- actually all the all the kumamelas are uncomfortable for some reason. And all about kumayudli is really cold and damp. The Ujjain kumamela is very um, uh, extreme, extreme hot season. It's a hot area in the, during the summer. Uh, the Nasik is during the rainy season. So it rains continuously during the Kumamela. So it's not easy for it's less camps and things like that. There's there's some programs and, and but not as many camps. And the Hadwar, I think I think Hadwar is just not enough space. <laughs> I think the main thing. It's a very congested little city and then you go you know, other places they have areas where they can spread out the big camps like that. Hadwar doesn't. But hmm. and so today is Purnima, today is Pasha Purnima, the first day. Officially the Magmela or the Kumamela in Allahabad starts today. Uh, unofficially, the first bath is on Makar Sakranti, which is on the 14th. So sometime this year, because the, uh, the, uh, everything's late, it will be a really long mela. It, will, an extra, it almost has an extra two weeks or something, you know. So, but today is the first, the first main, ba- the first bath, and then it will peak on Amavasha, and then. So we're missing. We're thinking about it today, and the excitement of Kumila, or the uh, Magmila. Very, very wonderful. So we'll pick up where we left off a long time ago. We're on verse th- uh, 5 uh, of the Kali Sahasranama. And uh, there's that prayer that, that Sami Ambikanda loves so much we, uh, called the Kali Kastakam mm-hmm. of Shankaracharya. And the refrain of it, it says that what your true nature is, the gods don't know. Even the gods don't know. Right, so it's like the chant. In other words, it's kind of saying that we're. What are we going to know of her if even the gods don't really know who she is, right? But and then Shankaracharya makes a statement. He says very some very esoteric things. He says, "I've maybe I've done a grave sin by revealing publicly such intimate secret things, but out of devotion, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm emboldened, right, by my own devotion and ecstasy that I'm saying these things. So if I did a mistake, you please forgive me." And so the Kalis, these names are actually how the, the names of the Kalasasanam are extremely esoteric, extremely intimate, right? Uh, and we have to, you have to, I was thinking today, because some of these names actually state that one, you'll we'll go into some of these names, basically that she who protects the intimate knowledge of, the, of, of, of Kali, right? From public viewing, from public understanding, 
right? So it's her, it's her, this group of names states, states that, she who protects this knowledge from becoming public. It's almost like one, almost a translation you could give to it as we, as we dissect it, we'll see. Uh, yet, it's a list of names that state that. One of the names that were supposed to be protected is a name that says she who protects the, uh, 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 her, her nature. So we have to be careful when we speak it. We can't overly, of course, we can't, oh, we can't speak more than we understand, of course. But we also can't speak what we understand. Right? Uh, that's another thing. You can only, how much can you reveal publicly of something very intimate? Right? Just like in, in, if some, somebody is in a relationship or a married couple like that, you can say, oh, you understand by understanding, oh, this is my wife, this is my husband, my boyfriend, this is my girlfriend. Right? And, it's you, and people can know that and you can state that. Right? And understood, there must be much more intimate knowledge in that relationship. But that intimate knowledge won't be publicly, shouldn't be publicly revealed. In good company, it's actually one of the points here, in good company it wouldn't be publicly revealed by, by, um, by uh, noble people. Right? Beyond. But, uh, 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 but it's understood that people must have more, more intimate knowledge. Right? And people understand that, oh, and people don't, so you have to, so as we investigate or as we meditate upon these beautiful names, uh, 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 we're sk skirting the edge of esoteric topics. Jai Ma! <laughs> we're skirting the edge of these esoteric uh, 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 knowledge of Divine Mother uh, with, underst with understanding and with understanding that our, both our understanding is limited and we can only say up to a certain point with before crossing uh, proper limits, you could say, right? I'm remembering one, I may have mentioned this a while back also. Swami, uh, George told us a stor story of a saint in Kashmir Shaiva. There's a text, um, maybe Avinava Gupta wrote, a, I think it's called the, um, it's also not Kaliastikam, but something like some verses on called the 12 Kalis, a verse on the 12 Kalis or something like this. And he got inspired, oh, I'm supposed to write a commentary of this esoteric text, and he ran to write his commentary. And either a, a sadhvi came to the door and revealed herself as Kali or something like that, or a vision, I forget, that it was a long time ago I heard the story. I'm losing my memory a little bit. Uh, but she says that, oh, I, didn't, I thought you were my devotee, I thought you were my son. He goes, what do you mean? And then she revealed that it was Kali. He says, that you're gonna pull me into, the, into a public corner, into the public street and disrobe me, revealing these secret things? He immediately ripped up his commentary. Right, so this is that, that you have to understand that th these topics, every name of Kali is intimate like that, but it's, there's a public guy, we can talk, generally we can talk, the, the verses are there, the verses, uh, the Maul was not uh, against the verses being recited by the general population of, 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 of devotees, but the deeper things, what can we say publicly, right, those we have our own experiences, our own understanding through our own life and relationship, <coughs> so these names, we have to understand that as we go into these names more, but also this group of names deal with that specifically. So that's important. Uh, so the first, we can chant the verse. The verse is really, it's not so difficult to chant, very nice. We'll do it uh, half first by, you please repeat. Kanta Kama Surupacha. Kanta Kama Surupacha. Kamakya Kula Palini. Kamakya Kula Palini. Kulina Kula Vatyamba. Durga Durga Tinashini. So these are the names. The first one is Kanta. 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 
So I think I what did I do as effulgent, right? Kanta with all these words, they have so many layers of meaning. So it's very hard to assign one. If you give a simple translation, it's because the the book, the 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 text or the the verse or the sloka uh, were not revealed to be. You know, here's a Sanskrit, here's a Devanagari, here's a transliteration, and here's a, here's an English equivalent. That's not how they're, they're the words themselves are the revelation, right? The problem is we don't either we don't understand or uh, uh, you know we so like like ka means something kant means something kanta means something kanta kanta means something all these mean, these words come together to give their meaning but we don't have we're not okay so we don't have the necessary sanskrit knowledge perhaps to understand everything but we also don't have background to like if i can tell you something directly about something that's beyond your experience and and you won't get it even if i expel it properly and i give all details and references and and quote other texts to, de- to describe it, but if it's beyond your experience, you don't know. So, to the person who first heard these, first in speaking, first heard these, these were each name was a revelation. We're we're hearing somebody else's revelation and trying to make sense of it, mm-hmm. right? Until it's our own revelation, you know. So, what does kanta? Mean? So, kanta effulgent. That's something you could say. That's it's, it's a dictionary definition. It's one of the meanings. Uh, a kanta means um, uh, loved, dear. Uh, noble, beloved, uh, 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 like this. Is it pleasant? Or this is kanta, right? Uh, uh, so she who is she who's default means who's beautiful. She who's loved. She who's. Uh, it also refers to wife. It, one of the meanings, sub meanings, is wife. So also, therefore, it means a good wife, a pleasant wife, a beautiful wife, a dear wife. Bye, Jaima. Hi, Jaima. <laughs> nice to see you again. You. You haven't seen them in a long time. Right. Uh, uh, it has a second. Then it also refers. What's other things that we think of pleasant and beautiful? <laughs> pleasant and beautiful. What are other pleasant, beautiful things? You like the moon is beautiful. So one of the moon's name is Kanta. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's also saying she was beautiful. It's also saying she was like the moon. Right. The earth is also one of the earth's name is Kanta. Right. So the earth. So she was like steady and beautiful and lush and nurturing like the earth. These are all ways by saying. Fulgent is not sufficient, or good is not sufficient. It's dear, beautiful, beloved, like this, right? Uh, Kanta is also a name for Kartikeya, one of his names, right? So, which is also, it's strong and heroic and powerful, you know? Uh, um, so, this Kanta is also in the, it appears twice in other, of course, all these names are shared names. Right, we always say that there's a, this is there's a thousand thousand named hymns, right? Showing that there's infinite by saying there's a, oh Kali's thousand names or Vishnu's thousand names. It's not an exhaustive list. A thousand means unlimited, right? As we say, oh, a thousand thousand. You know, we use that as as a way of saying a lot beyond counting. Thousands we can count a thousand is the problem, right? But there's a thousand thousand names hymn. There's literally you know like there's not there's not just thousand names of Kali. There's three. I know of three lists of thousand names of Kali. Right. Uh, 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 this is just one of them. This is the most popular one, but it's not the. There's one that all each one name starts with ka. So the thousand names just was one letter. Most likely, somebody a sage could probably come out with a, a thousand names starting with ja, or with pa or ma. You know, <laughs> a thousand names on just call these forms. You know, so it's really unlimited. Each name is really. I mean, each it, so. A thousand names of Lita, the thousand names of Kali, a thousand names of Chinamasa, a thousand names of Radha, a thousand names of Shiva. The seven thousand names of Shiva, <laughs> so many, you know. The, so, uh, so there's a lot of shared names because they're all describing the one reality. It's beyond the mysterious. The thing is that it's it's we're describing the reality beyond 
description, right? Uh, uh, Sri Ramakrishna said again and again that the one thing that hasn't been made impure by t- being, being touched by the tongue is God. Although he spent his whole life talking about God. He's talking about God and going to ecstasy, right? Thinking about God, talking about God, listening about God, ch- chanting God's name. But God's never been spoken. What God is has never been spoken, right? And so what we mean by God, actually Joseph Campbell makes a very interesting point. It's a good way to, it's hard to put all these, like, uh, things together. He says that the divine reality, every religion, if you go deep into it, and the mystics describe it, and Sri Ramakrishna specifically says it, God is unknowable, not unknowable in one sense. He's not an object of knowledge. He's not unknowable. He's not knowable in the normal. He's not something. You can't think, you cannot comprehend him or hold him in a thought. You can't describe him in a name or a form. Right? It's, it's inconceivable. It's beyond everything. It's beyond uh, 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 any type of limitations. So, what that reality, the, rea- the reality that's beyond conception, if you were to give that a name, right? in the Western religion, we call that God. So God is not describing something. It's a name to that which is beyond description. That's a very important thing. So that, that uh, 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 and usually when we, we, we speak, when we, when we give a name to something, we're describing our knowledge of it, right? But, you know, it's like, well, that's a drum, right? So I give, I give uh, our words, describe what we know of something. And, but really, especially when it's dealing with something much bigger than our understanding, it's describing our ignorance about something. Right, people start. You hear people start arguing about God. They're not arguing their knowledge. They're not, not arguing their ignorance. They're they're describing what they don't know about God. When you start, God's not like this, and God is like this, right? So so it's weird. We name when we describe things. We're trying to we describe according to what our knowledge is, but really that shows what our ignorance is, especially with such a huge topic, right? But with God's names, these list of names are not describing our knowledge of God, or our or our this or our ignorance of God. They're naming a mystery. They're naming that, which we have to understand, they're always naming something that's beyond, beyond comprehension, right? But we can think of it, right? We think about the mystery, not, not make it an object. It can never be made an object. It's very hard because how do you, thinking about something is making something an object. How do you make something an object that cannot be an object? This is a mystery. Swami Vivekananda in his Bhakti Yoga, he describes this is what the Ishta Devata is. We make, a, a, we make seemingly like, as if, uh, uh, we make the subject an object. Right? We, th- we can think about the thinker. We call that God, we call that Ma, Kali, Krishna, whatever name. You know, we meditate upon it, we, we, we give it a form. We don't give it, what are we giving the form? The form, oh, actually, I tell you, now all these other religions are totally wrong. These fools and ignorant people, they don't know anything. God really has four hands. They're God, they only think God has two hands, but fools. Right? God has four hands and has a garland of skulls. You know, it's like we start talking like, obviously, the image of, of Kali, we believe this is Kali, and Kali is here. But we're not, we're not this is not describing, this is, this is, descri- this is an image of the, each, each thing of the, of the image shows the mystery of it. Right? Everything, if we understand symbolically, every name is, in, it's, it's an, it came to me, we're naming a mystery, not our knowledge or ignorance, right? So, <clears throat> Uh, so, uh, of, uh, uh, the different Sahasranama. So, in Vishnu Sahasranama, this Kanta, in the masculine form, is also there twice. I looked it up, it's a name 296 and in 654. Right? Uh, these are the two. So, actually, that's another thing. Sometimes the names come twice in the Sahasranama, except in Lita Sahasranama. There's no repetition. That's the only Sahasranama that I know of. Isn't Even most hundred name hymns have doubles. So, I think most likely it's a mistake. Right, scholastically, something can be copied, and the name name got copied twice. 
usually they say no it's two different aspects so kanta here kanta has 10 different meanings so the first time it has this meaning so it has this that's another but these are ways of polishing or these things weren't written down by scholars they're written they're revealed by yogis and mystics and ecstatic rapture right so they're just speaking right and so if the thing gets named you know it's like i say god is wonderful he's awesome he's blissful he's wonderful he's you know if i repeat something it's not showing my ignorance and it's not a mistake right that's just it's just a flowing over of 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 it's a good word what's that it's a good word what <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's a good word to have, right? <laughs> it's not a mistake. It's just a really good. So many things contextually. Yes. Yeah. So 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 uh, so kanta means effulgent, beautiful. So ma is that, ma is you can say oh symbol devotion. No, ma is beautiful. Ma is uh, a wonderful. She's the dear one, right? Uh, uh, but. She's our natural tendency in devotion. We make her an object of our meditation. She's the one that's dear, but we take remember, remember that she's never really an object, right? Um, God can never be an object, right? So, by saying God is the dear one, she's also that which she is dearness, right? You know, it's like uh, you can say, oh, this Ma's conscious. She's consciousness, right? You know, so so it's like or. Uh, 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 so she's the she's she, the, the when we say ma's this we make an object of it but we know while we're doing that she's not, not that she's a, they're simply describing qualities of the supreme reality one of the qualities of the supreme reality it's dearness so any so she's seen in everything that's dear right and 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 she's seen in the in in the in in the beloved wife she's seen in in uh, in the beautiful moon right she's be- she's beauty she's not just an object she is a thing itself it's both things. Both things like this, and then then the Sanskrit you can always pull names apart even more, right? So kanta, ka anta, yeah, let's pull it apart, right? Ka, remember we saw she's a, in in last week one of the names I don't have it in my immediately accessible here, I'd have to click around a little bit. Is uh, she's a oh, kavarga anga surupini or something like this, right? She's the the uh, uh, her her limbs are the letters of the alphabet beginning with ka and that's section of letters right so and ka is the first right and so ka is the beginning of manifestation in the alphabet we we went back and we talked about this last time a little more elaborately uh, so ka is all manifestations ka here is specifically the first letter ka we didn't go into that ka means brahma right because brahma is the creator so ka means the creation. Brahma or his creation. And anta means end. Right? So it's an interesting thing. Ka anta means the end of Brahma or the end of creation. Brahma is, in this, if we understand it this way, we're going into like nature of vibration. Right? Brahma here is, one of his names is Vageshwara. In the fire we go Vageshwara and Vageshwari. We meditate. There's a thing, I don't know if you saw in the, you know, we have this mudra. We have a flower and you see this when we do the dhyan mantra of a deity. In a fire ceremony, we also do that for a second. Right, it's it's not a very known mantra, but the 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 dhyana, the, the meditation, is that we imagine in a yantra, in the yantra that's going to become that the universe is going to expand into. We see, uh, uh, in popular Hinduism, it, Brahma and Saraswati, but actually this is pre-Brahma and pre-Saraswati. That's a later. These are Vedic popular gods that got merged like this. Right, this is Vageshwara and Vageshwari. Vag means vibration or speech or 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 or. or uh, so the Lord of Speech or the Lord of Vibration and His Shakti, 
right? They're visualized in union, like like a like in the, like a like a Buddhist deity. You see the the Buddhist deity where it's embracing its own shakti. That's Vageshwara Vageshwari. and the bliss from that union then spills out as the universe. But specifically, it says then we say Kali Swarupa, or whatever the deity being worshipped in the fire we imagine from the whole universe being expanding but in this particular form we worship it as so like we worship as she is dear but she's dearness she's, a, she's that underlying principle so here Vageshwara Brahma is Vageshwara the lord of vibration and therefore he's the one that starts everything but so Anta has two things one is that it's the big, to say Ka is the beginning and Anta is the end Right, we say Adi Anta Shiva. Right, we have that, uh, or the Alpha and the Omega. Right, this is like that. Or it also means, and that's the one way we can take it. But usually, the way this 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 combination, he is Ka Anta. He ends it. But not just he's the beginning and the end. He ends with that with that with whole vibration, this whole world of name and form, this whole manifestation, the whole like he's also when when when. Kant, uh, when when uh, Ma Kanta Devi, whatever you want to say, when she's when she's realized, she's the form that puts an end to it, right? So it's a very mysterious. So like she's in this image, in a simple image that we have, like we're worshiping. You know, she's Shiva's the supreme. Con- these are simplified uh, uh, interpretations of the metaphor. Shiva supreme consciousness. Kali is the one who manifests the consciousness, right? She's Kavarga, right? She is of the letter of the letter that created. And but when you see her, what happens? She's also the sword of knowledge that puts an end to it. So when when she destroys ignorance, if we see of the sword of we interpret the sword this way, what ignorance is she destroying? You know, she's Mahamaya. She destroys her own ignorance, right? So she she's the bubble, and then she pops the bubble. She's a, within the bubble is a needle, and she pops. She pops the bubble. That's kanta, kan, kan, right? It's a very it's interesting thing. So she's a jaima, jaima, jaima. Ah, Jesse, this is most auspicious. Jaima, jaima. Sorry. Good, a wonderful one. We can leave right here. Ah, wonderful. You can put. Mm. So that's a very so so uh, uh, and so we we, we so the, the the bubble of of the whole creation, she and this is actually this commentary is given also Vishwasasana. You find if you if you dig around old commentaries Vishwasasana, but they're interpreting this uh, 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 this kanta this the uh, kanta this way. Ma. Kanta. Beginning and end, and the be- and the end of the beginning. Very interesting idea. So second name is what is it? Kama Surupaye Namaha. So in the last two three classes, over the last since October or something, <laughs> it's been a while. Right, we t- a lot of the names have been Kama names, right? Kamini, Kam, uh, Kamasundari, Kameshwari, uh, 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 Kamakshi. All these names have been given. Kamadayani. Right, uh, so here's these names will come throughout. This is almost the last of this cluster of ka, of kama names, right? And we've got a lot of what does what does this mean? We we talk. She's uh, both desire itself. She's and it's a whole mysterious duality between kam, uh, about desire and the object of desire and and the very nature of duality. And it also goes into um, uh, 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 she's also what what we really want, 
the thing that we're really searching when we search for everything she's actually the object that we're really searching for but here come uh, 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 What did I say? Kamasurupini. She's uh, uh, Kamasurupini. Here is that her her what is her Swarupa, right? That's her. What's her? What's so Swarupa means many things, but actually, what Swarupa is your own nature. It can mean your own form, but in the better, it's simpler way of saying it's your own. What's her actual? What's her own nature? Here, it's saying what part? Ask every, every one of these thousand names is her nature, but uh, here her nature is Kama, and Kama usually we think is a negative thing. Right? But kama is not necessarily a negative thing. Of course, an uh, unrestricted kama ex uh, 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 obviously is, can be a great struggle. Right? Uh, uh, but kama means desire in the simplest sense. Right? And, and uh, 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 Sri Ramakrishna also taught the, the nature of the soul is to desire. Right? Uh, the nature of creation is to desire. Right? Why did one become many? It says that I desire to be many. Right, right. You know, it's like it's why. So, it's her nature to manifest. And if you manifest, as soon as you have, we, we were we were briefly talking about this the other night, uh, late or late, 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 late last night was was. Uh, we've mentioned this in the Sri Antara. We think of the Bindu in the Sri Antara. Bindu is like one, right? But it's not one. The Bindu is two. To have one requires two because that one we call oh, it's consciousness. Conscious of what? Right. So it has to be two. Right, so one immediately becomes two. We call that Prakashan Vimarsha. I forget his name. Right, uh, 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 the light and of awareness and that which is reflect, reflects it. Right, but then you have a three thing. Immediately you have three things, where you have some relationship between those two things. Right, so when you paint the three antara, I remember from Nandu when we, we paint the Bindu, you don't first you don't paint you don't one dot in the center. You do one dot and you do two dots in the center. Because the one becomes two, and then you do three dots. But so in within, if you blow them up properly, it, the bindu should have three, should be three dots kind of joined, right? To show that, right? So now normally you just you draw a dot and you like this, but that dot has three dots, right? Because within the one, to have one requires two. We have two require three. To have to, so this is the idea that one becomes two, right? And relate, and then there's some relationship, and some tension between that relationship, right? Uh, uh, so this is. This is that relationship of two and therefore three in the relationship. Some is an, is the foundational thing of kama, right? Blown up ridiculously in the material world and extended externally to shallow things. We all that, and then we're then we're always oh, full of desires for things and people and enjoyments and experiences, right? Right. Uh, but that's actually not a we. That's the one became two, became three because they wanted experiences. They wanted experience, right? So it's 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 it's, it's God here. It's, it's his rupa. It's her nature. It's her very nature, right? So so and you have to be careful. Cause we're not saying we're Ma, but we're not not Ma either. She's us, right? So it's our nature also, right? So we always think. Sometimes in Vedanta we had to stance. Oh, we're beyond. We have no desire, but that's not what the scripture says. Actually, it says that the in 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 the knowledge in the in in in, in the Vedantic scriptures. It says, it, it's careful, you have to say when the soul's nature is, the self's nature is. It's dangerous to say that in Vedanta, right, uh, in the logic of Vedanta. But it says the na soul's nature is, is awareness. The soul's nature is bliss. The soul's nature is existence, right? The soul's nature is, is uh, will, jnana shakti, is icha shakti, uh, uh, what is it, uh, kriya shakti, right? These are qualities of the soul, energies of the soul. These are, in a certain sense, all summarized uh, or implied by Kama Swarupa, 
right? There's 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 movement, there's experience, right? And so in the previous names that we read some weeks ago, it's it's this is her nature. This is but she. What is she searching for? Right. If, if she search, if she wants something, what does she want? Right. And therefore, if we want some, if we're a reflection of that, or an echo of that, or a drop of that, right? Uh, what do we want? This is these names slowly reveal more and more of this. Kama, kama, uh, ka, uh, what name is Kanta Kantayenama Kama Surupayenama? Then kama, uh, Kamakya Yoyenama. Right. So Kamakya. Now we know Kamakya is a name of a place and a deity. Kamakya Devi. And it's a very important um, uh, Shaktipitam, right? And so it's actually considered the main Shaktipitam, right? Uh, 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 it says that if you can't go to the 50 or 54 or 52 Shaktipitams, some let's say 50, some say 52, 52, some say 108. In the, in the um, um, Devi Gita, just before Devi, the main section of Devi Gita, I think it mentions over 100, 108 or something. But although 50 is usually, 54 is considered the main, the main list of Shaktipitams. Uh, these are places we know the story where Ma's body, Sati's body were, was cut into pieces and fell in different places. And these Shaktipitams were established. And Shiva himself went and established, went back and where those pieces fell and established a proper uh, eternally present temple there. Uh, and himself to protect it. There's whole leelas like this. Uh, but Kamakya, so some places her tongue fell, some places an earring fell, some places her to left toe fell, some places her navel fell. There's, we know all these, her teeth, Danteshwari and Mahar, and um, uh, anyways, each, each name like this, right? Uh, um, and Kaligat also is one place where, where uh, in, in Allahabad, there's three places that are listed as Shaktipitams. The scripture says there's one Shaktipitam in Allahabad. But different verses say different, so there's three competing, so it's easy in the same day you can see, we we, I think we saw all three of them, I think. It's easy to see all three of them. One Kalyani Devi, Alupi Devi, and um, Lalita Devi. There's three, so it's easy to see three. One of them is, Shakti, is a Shaktipitam, most likely. Right? I have my idea which one is a Shaktipitam, <laughs> my feeling, but uh, it's easy enough to see all three. But if you can only see one, you go to Kamakya, and that's in Assam, right? And that's a it's the main it's the main the main uh, uh, Shaktipitam. So who's worshipped in Kamakya? Kamakya is a unique form. She has uh, uh, you see poster art of her. She has um, I think sixteen hands, maybe ten heads. I may have written it down. Uh, Ten hands, uh, twelve arms, and and twelve and twelve heads of various colors, holding all different weapons, showing that she's the embodiment of all devatas. That's what that usually how that's interpreted, and she sits upon the uh, either in the lap of Shiva or on Shiva as like a couch, and very interesting. Then then Shiva. Uh, 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 no, uh, uh, Shiva then with the on a like a like Vishnu with a, with the uh, lotus coming out. Um, there's another lotus. Shiva and 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 Kamakya Devi are on that lotus, and there's another form of Shiva there, and that Shiva sits on the top of a lion. There's different forms of it, poster art and things like that. Very mysterious. And then Brahma and Vishnu are also on both sides on lotuses, so it's a complete picture, right? But who is she? So 
because it's a different, she doesn't match any of the Dhyan Mantras for Kali or like that. But the scripture says, the, the uh, Kalika Purana says it's Kali. Right? Kamakya Devi, primary form is Kali. Uh, and sometimes she's seen it also a 16-year-old, so she's also Lalita Chaputasundi, so does she. Right. In the uh, Kalika Purana and the Yogini Tantra, both see uh, the because uh, Kamakya is a esoteric, it's a seat of Tantra, so there's different texts that come out to describe it, and some are more conservative and some are very edgy and radical, right? Not for uh, public contemplation; they're for very select few initiates. Even them. I'm, we doubt whether or not these texts are legitimate. You know, they're they're so much on the edge. One of these, but some. So the Kalika Prana is not overly controversial. It's actually very beautiful, right? And uh, uh, uh. and interesting because it doesn't really. It's a, it says uh, it is certainly known that Kamakya is truly none other than Mother Goddess Kali, who is in all things and in the, and is a form of wisdom. That's the verse. So it's saying that Kamakya, but Kalika Prana. Is not necessarily about Kali. That's not the leelas of Ma Kali, and we usually think of Kali as Kali Rupa. It's a it's a leelas of Parvati, right? But Parvati, one of her names is Kali. We forget sometimes that Kali, in in, in uh, by Adya Dasa's grace, we're watching so many uh, Kali, uh, Shiva. The, yes, three days ago, Kali Parvati took Kali Kali's form to humble. Uh, who was it? Uh, 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 what's the latest demon we're fighting right now? I forget. Towards the end. The very end, uh, Lohitang, Lohitang, and and uh, that Lila, <laughs> that was her most recent Kalika incarnation. But it's not even because Parvati takes Kalika Kali's rupas; it is because one of Kali's nature. She has different. In the story given in Kalika Purana, she's sometimes she starts out dark, right? She's a dark skin, and she's so dark means Kali. So Kalika is named for Parvati. Then, due to some mysterious Lila's that happen, she becomes Gori light-skinned, right? There's a whole Leela, very beautiful Leela and complicated, but very symbolic Leela that I read uh, was my reading, uh, light reading on the way to San Francisco last couple months ago. Very in- interesting. So, uh, uh, so, so in the Kalika Prana described, like, there's also Yogini, uh, Yogini Tantra also describes the same thing. Uh, so, Let's let, we'll pull the name Kama. A, Kama. What does Kamakya mean, right? Uh, uh. Akya. Kama. Kama. We know. We mean, means desire, and, and all there is. It means much more than that. But for now, we'll, simple meaning is uh, desire. And Akya means to describe, to name, to be known, to make known, right? So that which is known as Kama. Is kamakya, right? So it's so uh, that which is described is kama, right? But something that it's it's named, right? Something it's it's if I call something by something doesn't mean that's what it really is. It gives a remember we said that the name is not revealing something; it's revealing the mystery of something. So by saying it's she who is called kama is kamakya, right? The, that that kali is called kama. Right, but it's that means, but doesn't mean that that that's exactly what she is. She, by common people, she's known as as Kama, right? But what Kama is, we don't fully understand. It's not that's not easy to understand. So in the in the in the uh, in, in in the in the Sati Lila in Kamakya, uh, this is where her yoni fell. So this is a place of it has a, a bit of an esoteric 
kind of quality to it. And it's uh, there also is a place where during June there's a festival uh, 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 where it's actually there's no there's images there, but the actual image of Kamakya Devi is just um, uh, a, a well, a, a spring, a, a stone spring that said this is the this is the the uh, uh, the spring from which universe whole universe flows and and uh, um, during june during this, this this festival in june it's along the uh, 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 what's the river it's called brahma i think it's called the brahma river it's one of the few rivers that's a male in india most of the rivers are female this is a male named river but it says that that the, they close the doors for 3 days and the water turns red. So it's the menstrual time of the goddess. Right? And the river also turns red. Right? And so whether it's turning red or the priests are adding kumkum to the water, whatever it is, it's symbolic or it's miraculous. Either way, it's a very important festival. And uh, nobody enters those three days. Right? And people wait and, and, uh, to get... Uh, so actually we have... Uh, when Tantri gave us a little piece of cloth, dyed in that red. Right? Very red. This is a small little square. Right, we have it in one pot on the on the shrine. There's that little next to Durga. There's that little tiny pot with a garland behind the Kleenex box there. And there's a, these are all things from Kamakya Devi, including that cloth. Right, considered a very special thing. Right. This is also it says so so uh, uh, it's it's a little uh, because it's where the yoni fell. It's a it has uh, it's a it's favorite place of kind of uh, tantrics that practice or who visualize and a little more on the sexual side of the tantras, either through visualizations and, and imagery or through practice, that's the place. And because it's also a very ancient place, so it has a very ancient goddess tradition, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of animal sacrifice in the old way. I have not, Usha has been there, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a very ancient tradition, right? Uh, India has changed and religion has changed, but if you go, there's some places where the old primal tradition is still very much worshipped. This is one such place. Uh, and says that one of the name reasons why it's called Kamakya is Kama, the Lord Kama, uh, the uh, Cupid. One time when this ancient story got cursed, right? He lost all of his strength. I forget which. Probably some. He probably tried to temper Rishi or something. He's like, ah! right? He tried to really like, but not knowing what to do, he 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 went. He found. He he went to the Divine Mother, right? And and in her womb, right? He get new strengths. Of course, this all could be given sexual imagery, right? That place is Kamakya. Right, because that's where her womb fell, or where her yoni fell. Right, it's also considered this is where the romantic connection between Shiva and Parvati happened. So there's given many there's there's stellar printers texts that describe that place. This, these are often that place. So Kamakya Namaha. Oh, and it says in, it says in the scriptures when it's describing the fifty names of uh, of uh, how we know yoni fell. This is actual verse Kamakya Yoni Kandanscha. Right and in Kamakya the yoni fell. Right, so we know there's an exact scripture. It's not just tradition. There's a sloka describing it. So, <clears throat> Kanta, Kama Sarupa, and Kamakya. So now we get we've hinted a little bit in the previous names these Kula names, right? These Kula. Uh, so here we have Kula. What is it? What's the name? I lost. Kula Palani, yeah, Kula, Kula, Kula Palanye Namaha. Pala means protector, right? So a simple name is the protector of the Kulas, right? But that's not so simple because what, what, is, what is the Kulas again, right? 
So the kula is a, it's a, it's a big name to describe a lot of different things, right? And all of them are right, and all of them contradict each other, right? So it's a, because these are describing mysteries, not 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 uh, descriptions of, actu- of of clear knowledge, right? So what is it? Uh, so we mentioned there's in a general. If we were to give a general introduction to the path of tantra, you could say there's dakshina mark tantra, and there's vama mark and vama mark tantra. Two main distinctions, right? The left-handed path and the right-handed path. And the kula and the kula path. The kula mark is so. In that sense, it's in it's in the middle path, right? So you can say kula means middle. One of the definitions of kula, right? You have the dakshina mark, vama mark, and the kula mark, right? But that's also described, and we all know that tanta has all a lot to do with kundalini and the, and like this, right? So that's also describing something else. We have a left path and a right path. We have shum idam pingala, and therefore kula means shushumna. So kula mark means a particular school of tantra. That's the middle path, somewhere in between right-handed tantra and left-handed tantra. And if you were to look at kula mark texts and kula mark families and practitioners, they're their 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 practices are very much in the uh, vamamarg path, but they don't. Their understanding is very clean and simple and not too dramatic, and so it's very it's in line with modern Hinduism, although with very deep tantric understanding, right? So it's, it is a a, a combination between vamamarg and 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 kulam and and uh, uh, Marg. but it also means essentially. So what does that mean? That means it's it's the path to shumna, which means the path of kundalini. So say Kula Marga, Marga Parashini, these names, she who shines in the, in the path of Kula, that means Kundalini. That's one of her names, right? You can put here, yeah. Uh, uh. You can close the door, it's a little cold. Thank you. Mom. So, so Kula means uh, in between these two paths. It's its own independent mark. Kula means the central path of Shushumna, right? The path of Kundalini. So it also means it's both a path as in like a school of thought or a school of practice. It's a path as in the actual path in which the Kundalini moves, right? But Kula also means family. That's a, the most common dictionary name is family. So the Kula, so what does that mean? Both things. So it also... That path called the Kula Marg is also a path that's not uh, not so scripturally based. Although there's scriptures of it, right? It's family traditions. It's passed down in families, both in like actual families, but also we have different. We also have a Guru family, right? So the Kula Marg actually, you go to South India, the Kula families. These are families that are still practicing. It's passed down through their families, not to outsiders. Not to, the disciples are not outside disciples. They're to their children. The, the aunties teach it to the to the to the nieces. It goes like this way, like. But it also kula mark. The kula is also a group of uh, a, a, a guru family, right? The guru and his disciples, and the guru's brother disciples, and they're so you can see we all have families. We have a guru lineage. We even use that term as guru family in our guru family, right? Uh, somehow they're connected. So that's so the kula mark is also it's a fa- these family traditions, and kula mark is also the intimate. Tradition that's passed down from guru to disciple, right? In that sense, any form of religion, any type of of, of, of devi upasak uh, revelation about devi and the practice of worship of devi, ultimately is taught. It's learned. We can we can learn it from we, but back you can't learn it from books. That's what these mantras will show. We can learn something from books, but not the kula mark, not the actual thing. 
that's that's passed down in the family, either through the family, 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 or through the new family, intimately, because it's very intimate knowledge, right? It's not it's uh, the real secrets aren't in books. Even if you write about it in books, it's not being written about in books, right? That's why you pick up a book, you can tell you what to do, but if you do it, you won't get the same results, right? It's not the same thing, right? Uh, there has to be uh, some very intimate connection. Uh, so kula means family. Kula means uh, group. Guma means path. Kula itself means path. Right? Kula also means, these are all verses from different tantras I'm describing. Right? Kula means hidden. Right? You can see in between also means hidden. Right? You can see how the words, something that's in a group, it's group knowledge, it's in the family, also means hidden. You, it's, not, it's not revealed. It's not open. It's, it's to limit, it's limited. Right? Its access is limited. So kula means hidden knowledge. Right, which means the esoteric knowledge of the. T- it's actually the very text. Actually, this um, uh, this version of Kalasthama is a Kula text. You could say, right? It's there, but it's hidden. Right? It's uh, revealing, but it's you know we always say an open secret. You know, it's there, but it's not, it's not hiding. It's here, but it's not really easy to access. Right? You need uh, also Kula also means conduct or good con- right conduct, righteous conduct. Right? It's all these things. So so if you think of Kula means hidden knowledge, and Kuna means good conduct. That means it's not just the knowledge of Ma, but it's also the worship of Ma. By that conduct, that achara is also what to do. These are the rituals, these are the, the mudras, the mantras, all these are referred to as a Kula marg, right? So, she, so, here, uh, so here it says she is the one who protects it, the protector of the Kula marg, right? So she's protecting the devotees of the Kula marg. Right, but she's protecting. She protects the group, the family, the path, the shushumna. All these things you could you can fit it into all these definitions, right? Uh, but it's in the Lalita Sasranama in uh, name ninety-one. A similar name is given, almost identical, with an extra name, is uh, Kula Sanketa Palini. It means the same thing, right? There it is. It's flushed out. That Sanketa flushes it out. You say, what does she protect? She protects. The powerful truths, these truths of the kulas, these esoteric truths, from being um, um, from falling into unsophisticated hands, unrefined hands, right? That she's she's guarding the actual secrets of the tantra, the actual secrets of the devi, from being exploited and even being heard by the people who shouldn't hear. It's meant for the group. It's meant for the family. It's meant in the intimate connection between guru and disciple. And, and or mother and father and son, daughter and son, however the family traditions come. Uh, uh, so that's what she's protecting. So a few quotes. Yog, Yogini Hridaya Tantra. Right, it's a very nice, uh, as a little known text. Yogini Hridaya Tantra says, uh, uh, it describes uh, this uh, This name, this is from, because it's a name from Lita Sasanam also, it's it, uh, connecting it. O great ruler, thus Devi Tripura, Tripura Sundari has, three, has the threefold secrets. Right, so this is, so that's, the, what is it that she's protecting? Threefold secret. So there's lots of trinities, remember the very trinity, there's foundational trinity of Prakash and Vimarsha and their relationship, right? Yeah. 
hope you're not, sorry, hope, hope your is not listening to this. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> they're, they're the third, they're the third, the third character in the Trinity, right? But here it's understood because is is uh, 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 what is um, uh, 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 in Tantra. Three things are passed down, not in the book in Tantra, but in, in when you get to a guru, you hear th- three things. You get and especially because this is a Sri Vidya, and, uh, I'm giving some commentary on the, on, on Lita Sasurama for the same name, right? Mm-hmm. What is what is especially that? It's a great example of a very clean, well developed school of Tantra. The other ones are kind of broken versions of it, right? Look, that's a very highly developed one, so it's easy to see basic principles. All of them don't fit perfectly into it, but one of which is you have a mantra. Sri Vidya Mantra, you have a Yantra, Sri Chakra, right? And you have a Tantra, the ritual actions, right? And these are the three secret things that are passed down between Guru and disciple, or in lineages or in families like this, right? So this is what, she, as, as Kula, Kula Palini, she's, what she's protecting. She's protecting the threefold secrets, Right from so that means, but now you can. I mean, you, you can t- go home. So you go home. The, get the three Sri uh, Sri uh, Yantra. It all comes up. Sri Sri Vidya. The mantra. You can click here to hear a South Indian chant. Here to have a, a Western who doesn't know how to pronounce a chant. Whatever. There's many choices. Right here, have mispronounce. Here the wrong mantra in the wrong order. And this one. There's there's lots of stuff out there. Right, right. And and you can click. There's even thing whole descriptions of how to do the pujas, right? And how to meditate on the chakras. All these things are there. Right, but she one of one of Kali's this Kali's fierce forms is a protectress of the secret. That means so either she's failed, and the secret's out, right? Or the secret she, she's done very very nicely, right? People think they can download the mantra and get the same result. You maybe get some practice. Maybe it, maybe it has its purpose also. We all have to start. We have to uh, uh, spark our interests. I'm like, wow, that's a cool yantra. What does it mean? And you go and you Google it, <laughs> and you find all kinds of things about it, right? Right. But really, that she's—it's still hidden. It's not—it's—it's not—the it's, access doesn't come unless it's—it's it's very intimate. The intimate aspect is still—is still hidden, right? She's a protector of these secrets. In the Kalpa Sutra, Parsharam says one should keep in secret the Kula scriptures, right? It should be kept secret. Now. Swami Vivekananda had a very interesting point. He says anything that's secret is useless, right? That was the thing because there was all uh, during his time, right? Why? Because during his time, uh, there was a theosophist and various types of spirit with all esoteric and secret knowledge of the ascended masters given to like everybody was into secret knowledge, right? That was the that was the that was the the, the buzzword of the day. It's like the, the the seeds of the New Age movement were there and the New Thought movement and things like that, whatever they called it back then, right? And he says, if something is, why keep it secret? If it's secret, if it's true, it can be declared openly, right? So even even things in the in Vedanta have also been usually there's 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 uh, qualifications to hear Vedanta, right? Most of us don't have those qualifications, right? And so is it wrong that Swami Vivekananda declared Vedantic truths openly? He was criticized for it, declaring these big non-dualistic things to non-sannyasis and not you know it was always meant for non-Brahmins or non-sannyasis or non-men or whatever the restrictions of the day were, right? He declared openly, right? He said, if it's true, let it be said openly. If it's it, hiding it out, this, this mystical mumbo-jumbo people do in them, it's just an ego trip of the mind. I think you have esoteric knowledge, right? So that's also true, right? But by, but by, I told you there's requirements to understand Vedanta, 
So even if I describe Vedantic truth, without those requirements, you won't get them. Right? Right? You know, it's like, uh, it's, you say, Aham Brahmasmi. Right? If that's, that's Mahavakya, that's a, that's a revelation of supreme truth. Right? And here we are. Right? Nothing's changed. Not much has changed. Right? You know, so it's like it didn't work because the requirements aren't there. So it's still being protected. Even if it's boldly declared openly, it's still who's getting it. Right? There's still, she's protecting the esoteric knowledge from, uh uh-uh. So even, even things, even esoteric things that are like, it still requires uh, qualification and refinement. And that refinement and qualification, traditionally, as per these, these names, this cluster of names, requires an intimate fellowship, how, it's pa- how these things are passed down. Um, so another, we mentioned that Kula means Shashumna, Kula means uh, path, Shumna, Kula means family, Kula means esoteric knowledge and practice. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, in Chintamani Stava, another Tantric text, it says, um, uh, the, it says the kul, that Kula woman, who is that Kula? He says it strictly, that Kula is Kundalini. Who is Kuleshuri? Who is the Lord of the Kula? Who is God of the Kula? That's Kundalini. But then it says she enters, that she is a queen. She enters a royal path, right? And that royal path, it gives, it gives, it gives the, I'm giving you the secret, something not supposed to be said. But the thing is, I can say it, but nothing happens, right? We have to get entrance, right? She enters that kula, that, that, uh, that kula, that woman, that auspicious woman in the family, she enters the Shishumna, right? And she rests at intervals in different stations. This is, she's, she rests at each chakra, describes the, the Satchakras, right? And she embraces her husband. Right, and and what's her husband? So if her name is one of uh, of Devi's name is Kula, and Shiva's name is Akula. Right, it's interesting that Nakwich is not Kula, because Devi is family. She's the path, right? She's all these things we just mentioned. Shiva's none of those things. He's an ascetic. He has no family. He's unattached, right? And he doesn't. He's not a. He's not going anywhere. He's not traveling anywhere. He's in, he's stationed already, right? She reaches him, right? And then she, and then she causes, and it says it causes nectar to flow. That union causes a descent of nectar, an overflowing of nectar. In the Lita Sasranama, in uh, uh, it, there's a name uh, Kulamrit. Uh, that's one of her names, Kulamrita, something like this, right? That she is the nat- she is the nectar of Kula, right? This is that. This is a very esoteric thing. But we said it, and we go like, wow, that's really beautiful. But it's still, still a little hidden from us. Right, she protects all these esoteric things. Right, hope I'm not over. I'm hoping she. Hopefully, her protection of these is not getting rid of me for saying these things. You know, I'm trying to do it very carefully. You know, without revealing and not revealing. Right. So here also, Kula is not just that triad of of yantra, mantra, and tantra from Igor's old song. Yantra, Mantra, and Tantra. It's also another deeper triad of knower, known, and knowledge. Remember that first triad of, the, of the, the, how the, the Bindu become three, right? Right. So, uh, the, this Kulamrita mentioned Lita Sasanama is when that three is, can't say transcended because that's the source of everything, but when the distinction between these three is not felt. Right, that unitive experience described in the previous verse as kula meeting akula in the in, in, in the top of the head, right, and the nectar that is that creates that the kula mrita the nectar 
is the experience of these three being not transcended, right? But their their distinction not being felt. There's some blissful ex, uh, unitive experience. But you can't say, oh, they, because it can't be true, because you can't say, oh, when you, when you have union with something, that the distinction is gone. No, union means the connection of two things, not the disappearance of two things. The experience may be unitive, but you can only have unity when there's actually two things, something to unite with, right? So that's, that's, that's an important point. This, because it's, all these names are common names. There's, there, there is, there's, there's an experiencer and the experience. Right? But the, even the experience of not, not having distinction between the experience and the experience is a type of blissful experience. Right? It's still this, uh, uh, this idea. Also, Akula is described in the scriptures as, as, as achara, means it's a traditional practice. Right? She, so she also protects all these things, saying not only traditional knowledge, but also traditional practice. She is. And so remember, we make her an object, and she's also not an object. So we say oh, she's the one who's protecting. But she is the traditional practices that protect the tradition, right? You know, like really the best way, like like the the way to protect the 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 power of mantra is to not just don't tell anybody the mantras and hide mantras from people. That's one that's one way we can protect it, or do it properly. Traditional practice protects it, and you see, if you only do if you do something pract- properly, most people aren't interested. Still. Right, you know, if you do it properly, that's a great protection. Yeah. If you live spiritual life traditionally, ninety percent of the these what is it the uh, uh, the unsuitable people <laughs> whose hands are they're, they're, they won't they come and look at oh there's nothing for me here and they go away. Right, so it's a traditional practice. It's not that we have to protect. Oh, make sure nobody hears this. It's all secret. Nobody should know that some things are secret. Shouldn't be openly said foolishly like this. It's not always good for everybody to know everything. Right. But if you do it proper, if you do things in the proper way, that itself protects the tradition. So all these things are implied in this name, Kula, Kula. What is it? Kula, Kula Palini. Next name. What's the next name? Kula, Kulin, Kulin, Kulina, Kukulina Namaha. So Kulina means uh, highborn. It came the same word Kula. Right, family, but here it means the one it means from a very good family, good birth, uh, royal birth, or high caste birth. All these type of meanings from a very good, highborn. I guess is the best way we have it, in, uh, like this, right? Uh, it also one of the secondary kula by extension means somebody who practices the vamamarg. So that's also so I mean she's also on that side, but. Um, uh, so what does it mean? Remember that 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 uh, uh, problem is we don't have. Of course, we also have an idea of high and low birth and good families and bad families. But it's not our. We don't feel good about having that. Our 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 view of social things have changed, right? Good or bad, it's changed. So we come from a different place, right? So we don't. We think, oh, well, she's from a good family. She's from a bad family. But there is still. We know there's there, there are different family traditions. These are from traditional. Traditional families, right? This is old, older tradition. This is a view, a snippet of, of using a, a metaphorical uh, 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 symbolism and metaphor from a, a, the views of an earlier time, right? And in uh, olden times, still now, in some very traditional families, right? Women from very good families were not uh, exposed in public. Right. These are, uh, uh, so this is the way of saying 
that that she is really she's not in public, right? When you see all kinds of kali things in public, right? On posters, on in in, in festivals, and uh, and and and. and in uh, 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 hip hop albums or whatever, you know, all kinds of stuff are being presented. Like, the, is that really? She comes from a very good family, right? She's uh, and and that's not. She does not. She's not in. And she's not in a public way. And there's many verses to describe this. So that that to connect that this is the meaning of this verse, right? Uh, sloka after sloka, sloka are given in the old commentaries, right? It's an old-fashioned way of thinking, but it, this is what the point is. That she, it's another way of saying that she's not public. Right, you know, uh, she's not hidden. Also, it's not like we. It's not this where uh, is system. That's not like that. That developed in a different thing. Like different historical. This is way previous that, right? It's that that in uh, um, in these old families, these old Brahminical families, village families like that. This is it's it's playing on this idea, right? The person, so w- w- the person who would see such a woman, right? Who would see them? Right in public, they wouldn't be seen. They'd be a little more. Even Holy Mother would cover herself in public. Right, she's a woman from a very good family, and actually the Supreme Goddess, who these names are given to. Right, she'd also she's a perfect example. Right, she she go she she'd cover even lines of devotees would come. She'd cover herself like this, and they put her feet out with a cloth. People would come and, and bow and leave, and she'd, she sometimes she wouldn't even see them. People people would never see her face in public, even after she had thousands of disciples, many never saw her face. Right, they come bow like that. She was very covered like that. But in her village, she she don't be uncovered. And then when people leave and intimately with her disciples, right. Uh, uh, so, Holy Mother was a very nice example of like the last little generation where that made sense, right. And it wasn't. It's not a matter of being forced, but it, there's a. It's also without not without complications, right. There's a lot of gendered and things that we can pull apart. That's not my job. That's other other people's job to pull the things that go to make that and and. Uh, gender inequalities and things like that that support that system but we understand the idea behind it why it's it's used as a as a metaphor here so who sees a woman of a high family right her husband sees her face clearly right people see her oh there she is but you don't really see her who sees her her, fa- her husband would see her and her children would see her right that's who sees a, a, a high a high-born woman in old and traditional times right so Everybody's saying Kali, 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 Durga, Durga, all these type of things. But who's actually seeing her face to face? Shiva, her husband, and her very pure devotees, her intimate children, her pure-minded children, right? So the qualification is being her child, right? Without this attitude, you can't, you know, it's like if you're not Ma's child and you're Ma's and Ma's husband, you're not going to see her face. This is what this verse is saying. This is what these comments like that, right? And so you see, and you see Sri Ramakrishna revealed a very pure path all these things he practiced he he was a great devotee of Kali in this age and he was a great practice he practiced 64 forms of tantra we say that again and again that has meaning actually these are some of them very difficult some of them very controversial also right uh, dangerous even right and very edgy socially very unacceptable some of these things right and his conclusion right when his disciples came that's what he was taught by his guru and then he passed on the tradition to his disciples what did he tell them you, you pray to the Divine Mother like a child. Cry to her like a child to its mother. Right? And she, that she removes all delusion. Otherwise, there's no way. Right? And you can see that he, he gave... There's many uh, powerful, traditional, ancient relationships to have to the Divine Mother. Right? 
but in this age, it seems that the the only one that, the only one I've ever seen actually work is a child to its mother relationship. That's Sri Ramakrishna, right? Because if you want to have uh, Ma as as your lover or something like that, she that position is taken by her husband. She's a high caste woman, not a low caste woman, right? She's she's a very noble woman. Nowadays, maybe this is common in in our modern culture, but it's not common in her culture. Her kula family is very different. It's a very aristocratic, old-fashioned. She helps, She follows old-fashioned ways, right? You know, it's like you, you. If you're not her husband, and you were not, you got to be her child. Otherwise, you're not. You're not going to see her face. And anybody who says I saw her face, but I'm not her child, is, she, it's. You're, she's. They're lying. It's a big thing. But these are what these verses are. And this, the Kali Sasanama is is not a, is it's not a wishy-washy text, right? But it's still, you're seeing all the very beginning, the first few verses. You're giving the parameters of the whole thing, you know. Uh, 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 yeah. So, Devi also means Vidya, right? She's that knowledge. She's the traditional knowledge passed down, right? So, it's also saying a little bit, you have to say, like, comparing, uh, uh, um, how would I say? Okay, uh, Kula Navarana. So in the Kula Navarana, if you want to learn about Kula stuff, you look at a tantra that says Kula in it, right? Kula Navarana tantra says that all other knowledge, it uses very strong language, but this is to make a strong point, all other knowledge, with all other knowledge, that means every other bit of knowledge, scientific knowledge, artistic knowledge, uh, technical knowledge, uh, math, mathematics, and medicine, everything else, that is public, right? It's public. It still requires work, but it's public. Right, it says, like, uh, it's all other knowledge is on display. That's the word it uses, right? It says, like a courtesan, right? It's, it's, it's in public, it's like this, right? It's using that old-fashioned, like that. But knowledge of Devi is hidden, right? Like a noble bride, right? Using that old language, right? So that's a very, it's a, it's, and, and it's made clear by old ancient commentators, this is not trying to criticize all of the knowledge, right? It's like every, oh, Oh, yeah. oh, what do you study? Engineer? Oh, like a prostitute. You must be a prostitute. No, it's not like that. It's meant to show, in comparison, how special that which is taught intimately between guru and disciple, the kula dharma. That's really what's being taught. It's not. It's using the tantras and these things. Use uh, 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 yeah, every category of text has its own uh, um, rhetoric, right? You know the. Uh, the, uh, the what is it? The Puranas would say anybody who doesn't accept this will be born as a as a worm in stool for as many hairs that there are on the on the head of 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 of, of, of you know of a cow or they they use that language. Every every category has its own thing. The the tantras use this type of bold statements, right? And especially the Kunavara tantra makes you think if if you think this, you're an idiot. That's a very common thing. If, if that's true, then everybody who did this would be illumined. It's not true. That's, that's, I can't be what it means. So it uses very much this strong, dismissive language, right? In comparison, just, just like, this, is, this is exposed, right? That means Devi's knowledge isn't exposed, which also means if anybody's exposing it, it's not being, that's, not Devi's, that's not knowledge of Devi. If it's being publicized, it's not knowledge. It may seem, we can, we, we can also, we can, we can put all kinds of stuff in public, but Devi's knowledge isn't public. If it can be put in public, it's not Devi, it's not the actual knowledge of Devi. But it looks just like it. Right? And so there's another thing, is that, that, that uh, uh, a few more minutes, finish my point. <coughs> um, uh, uh, um, when Ravana stole Sita, 
according to Tulsidas, did he steal Sita? He never touched Sita. Right? He touched Chaya Sita. He touched her shadow. Right? How can Ravana touch Sita? Right? And only Ram can touch Sita. Right? Only the husband or the child can touch the Devi. Ravana has no access. He caught the shadow of Sita. Right? Similarly, we can chant mantras. But if we're not chanting them like a child, like uh, purely, what are we chanting? It looks like the mantra. And so as a result, people chant, 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 chant. And the effect, even the shadow has some effect. Right? It's so similar, but it's not, this, it's not the, 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 uh, the, the, the uh, power will not come without, the right, without this either being the child or the husband. Right? It's a public thing. We can, we can publicize people publicizing. Maybe there's benefit. Maybe there's harm. I don't know. Right? But according to these, type, this, these names, that Ma's not fully, she's not exposed. She's not publicized. She's not um, uh, printed. Right? We can print about her. We can't print her. Right? She, doesn't, she doesn't have to come in that. She's, saying she's protecting against that. That's her, na- her nature is that protection. I want to finish this three quick names because I'm running out of time. I don't want to, we have to finish this, this, this verse. Kula Vatyamba, right? Vatyamba. Kula Vatyamba. Vat, um, the word Amba is there, right? Kula Vatya. Kula Vatya means also from a very good, it means from a very good family, right? Not just family, she's, not, she's uh, 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 she comes from a very good family, right? So what is it? We, we've got all the things. Uh, uh, um, uh, no need, because that, that, that name, we can't discuss all those things. We can go back uh, later. So the next name is Durga. As we take these two names, Durga and Durgarti Nashini. Right, so actually these names, one of the names, Durga means Durgarti Nashini. It's given in the, she who overcomes uh, Durga uh, is Durga. <laughs> so there's a demon named Durgama. <laughs> And Durga Ma kills Durga Ma. <laughs> All these are, so what is Durga? Durga means suffering. It means um, uh, 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 obstacle. It means difficult, right? All these things. So difficulties. So there's a what is that Durga? Uh, there's a 32 names of Durga. There's a rosary of 32 names given part of the Chandi, auxiliary to the Chandi. Very beautiful. Each name starts with words Durga, right? And it's like, but it's like Durga, who's the remover of suffering, who, who's difficult to attain, who removes difficulties, who overcome by difficulties, who attain with great difficulty, who is, who doesn't, who, all these different ways of understanding difficult, 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 difficult. So Durga simply means what, what, uh, what I who overcomes difficult. That's a simple definition. Durga is the one who overcomes uh, difficulties. Uh, Yes, no, this is, we're talking a thousand names of a thousand names. <laughs> this is one name we're going into yet, right? Uh, we just got these last two names here. Uh, 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 uh. But we have to, so, uh, uh, Durga also means, in Sanskrit, it's a short term for fort. Right, that's one of the, one of the things. And fort, what's a fort? Fort is difficult to get into, right? That's another thing. So, two things, it's a, it's, fort does two things. It, 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 it stops, uh, it's hard to enter, Right, so it's like so it's it it keeps things out, and it's hard, and it's also hard to get into. Both oh, that's the same thing, but it's it's two way thing, the same thing, right? So difficulties can't get in, right? And she keeps difficulties away. There's a there's this meaning given in the in in, in shastric uh, things, right? So 
this other name Durgarti Nashini, right? So that's insane. Dur, Dur means uh, bad, difficult, evil, wicked, all these things. And Arti, Arti, right? Durga Arti, right? Like uh, uh, Paramgati, right? Uh, 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 uh. So it's Gati, I'm sorry, Durga Gati. So Gati means goal. Right, what's your goal, right? So it's your fate. What's your, what's your, what's your goal? Durgati is, we want, what, what do we want? We want suffering. If we get what we want, we suffer, right? The thing is, we don't know what we want, right? And, and our goal, in our present way of thinking, our goal will lead us to suffering, right? As opposed to Durgati, Durga Gati is Param Gati. We mentioned again and again in Bhagavatam. This again, param gati, param gati, param gati, the supreme goal, the real goal. Param means other, supreme, greatest, and different. <laughs> right, all these things, right? It's, it's what we really want, our, our real goal, what we made it, it's actually decide what we really want is not what we think we want. Right? Trying to get, trying to, what, to use my, my own Guruji's, I've quoted this many times, it's a very, I, it's in my mind a lot. He says, we, we want infinite and permanent unchanging and infinite satisfaction happiness what do you want i only want something small i only want permanent infinite happiness right satisfaction but we seek it in finite and temporary objects and situations right and so in his my guruji's where it says if you seek permanent value from an impermanent source right you're going to be frustrated right you're going to suffer the opposite of so the thing we don't know what our goal is, we end up suffering, right? So she that goal to make our goal of suffering instead of our goal of satisfaction, nashini she destroys that, and we think oh she Mother Durga comes and saves our suffering that's our simple prayer, right? But we analyze the name it goes much it goes even deeper, right? She's she's she destroys our wrong our goal at present which will lead to our suffering, our goals are wrong. We don't know. Our problem is we don't know what we really want. All these names: Kam, Kamakshi, Kamadayani, Kama, Kamasurupini, Kamasundari. All these names showing she's wanted, she's desires it, but she's also what we really want. So, anyways, well, uh, uh, we finished. How many names today? Six. Not so bad. Eight names. It's not bad. We would. <laughs> so have to. I'm getting. Learn, I'm learning to talk faster. That's the conclusion. But anyway, a few minutes. Any any comments? We'll end there for today. That was really great, Manish. Names of so it's a, each 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 cluster names is so much in in, in each uh, of course each name is is wonderful. I remember one years ago uh, um, who was uh, our friends in Berkeley. Uh, Yes, my brain is much now. Sargam and Suma. Sar- Sargam is, uh, she's Sri Vidya. She's our, our, our first friend that was a Sri Vidya of Pasek. And so daily sadhana for her, is part of it is she chants Lita Sasanama, this Kali Sasanama. But she said, so I, was, I want to practice. Is it okay if I do? Yeah, you can. Why not try? No problem. It's not easy, but you can try. And if, if, you're, if it comes easy, that's a sign that you're meant to chant it. Let, in, given Lita Sasanama. Right. So I'm not very good at it, so maybe it's not the sign that I'm supposed to chant. <laughs> I never got really good at it. As a result, I don't do it daily anymore. But I was trying for some time, right? And either in sloka form or in the Mavali form, right? And if you get a little bit better at it, and you read it, and you can see the translation. And pretty soon, even without translation, you kind of know 
as you get to the name, you know this name means this name means this. And so as you as and so every day you chant a thousand names, and he says every and what I mean, she says with her experiences every day a different name jumps out. That's also an interesting thing, right? There's a thousand names we chant all of them out of devotion, and we try to do it properly. But every name, some some name in the middle of the whole thing will jump out that will stick with you. Right, so it's interesting. Each, each, and I find this also true of 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 of, of this name, Kali Sahasram. Also, to me, the, this whole this uh, the protectress of the Kulas was the name that stuck, jumped out in this uh, little cluster. You know, that, that there's a lot to this. You know, uh, how she's hidden and how she's exposed like this. Anyways, we'll end. Jaima, thank you for your kind attention and patience. Now I have to figure out how to turn this off properly. Boom. Stop. <laughs>